So, they were saying, it started off talking about Alan Turing and how he was trying to find uh, mathematical reasoning for things like uh, life and um, morphogenesis. So, he, he, he developed... Is this a, after he did the Enigma stuff? Yeah. Right. What does morphogenesis de- mean? Like, the... It's, I suppose, like... Um, <laughs> he doesn't know! <laughs> it's a Genesis tribute band. <laughs> Morphosis. Morphosis. It's in the Matrix and Genesis. <laughs> you got red pilled <laughs> by <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> like uh <laughs> Angus Carter. Hello and welcome to the Amish Inquisition on Sunday the 27th of May. Documented. 2018. Because we've been doing it for a year. 2018. So we've been, we're straddled years now. Twitter at Amish INQ Podcast. Follow us there. <laughs> I, well, I thought it was good. <laughs> the website is theamishinquisition.com. No W's. No W's. Email us at theamishinquisition dot at gmail dot com. Dot add dot And um, you can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Smart Radio, Podbean, and Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Phil's done it. Phil's done it. I was doing iTunes. (laughs) (laughs) Still still (laughs) doing it. That's still in the works. Have we been vetted? We've had Spotifications. We've been vetted and found to be virtuous. (laughs) Whoa, shit. Either that, or they realise that nobody listens, so... You well, can't cause any harm. Funny you mention that because we're close to a milestone, a listening milestone. What is it? A thousand. One thousand. One thousand. downloads, yeah. Across a year? Um, nearly half uh, in the last 30 days. <gasps> Holy moly. God. Yeah. Good God. Uh, Since we went on Stitcher and Tune In, uh, the listening graph's gone like up like... Uh, a hockey stick. That's <laughs> proverbial yeah. hockey stick. A hockey stick? That's, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's not the right shape. I wasn't going to oh, say yeah, anything yeah. because, but you mentioned it. I was going to save it till next week because we'll hit it next week. We'll be on over a thousand next week. Yeah. So, well done. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined it. No one listened to this one. <laughs> uh, How's things? Good. Good. You've been Good. enjoying this weather, this wonderful balmy tropical weather it's we've been boiling having. fucking hot weather <laughs> absolutely yeah. oh it's close isn't it <laughs> it's, it's, not close. Cl- it's not close it's just fucking hot <laughs> i've been i went uh, i went out to watch the football last night so right. bit uh, disappointed. i get my yeah it was, it was just more they were they were doing all right it was a bit boring actually they were doing okay until um i heard there was a two howlers yeah and a on a worldie um my uh father-in-law sort of not really my father-in-law, but as good as. Yeah. He said that Bale scored an overhead kick. Yeah, it was, a, yeah. It was an amazing so goal. I asked my brother if it was as good as uh, Trevor Sinclair's no. overhead kick. don't be daft. <laughs> he said yes. No, he wasn't. He said yes. He said... He wasn't running like Trevor Sinclair. <laughs> he was running sideways. Exactly. With his back to goal from about 23 <laughs> yards <laughs> outside out. Outside the, the area. He was, wasn't he? he was in like the corner of the area, I think, from memory. Right. He must um, have had a fair wind. And it was... It, it was more of a looper, no? Yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't diminish. It was an amazing goal, but it, yeah, it wasn't like as Simba. as look as good as like you know. Have you seen Rooney's overhead kick against Man City or yeah, a few years ago, yeah. or like Zidane's sort of 
had This is a kick <laughs> thing or whatever he did in against Rick in Hamden Park. What did that um, Italian centre half say to him about his mother? His Son of a whore or something like that. Yeah. But he'd been winding him up all the game. Basically. Can you imagine headbutting someone in the in a World Cup final? Uh, uh, yeah, because <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Can't believe you haven't spotted the trophy. And I was just about to say, but you took my mind. Have you bought that? Oh, shit. Or is it just from your collection? Got it for a Russian gangster. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, it's... Uh, it's actually It's heavy. real. Is it it's made of gold. <laughs> it's is not it like... Gilles Remet, though, is it? No. It's the other one. No. What's this no. one called? It's just called the FIFA World Cup. The game is... Did you not give that to Brazil? Boring. Uh, in 1970 or 74, yeah, when, when won they it. won it. Yeah, they the got it. The children. time? I don't know how many times have they won it now? Six times. I don't know what's it say on bottom. Uh, <laughs> they won it twice, I think, that new well, one. That's 82, do not it? Mm. Uh, Brazil, Brazil, twice. <laughs> Two times. Since Could it be? German, German. No, I'm going to tweet it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so going back to the, the game, was it, they were doing all right, and then the keeper, Carius, threw the ball at Benzema. Karim Benzema, he's still yeah. a good player, is he? Well, is it? yeah. And he, uh, do you know one of those where you're trying to distribute it? And he, all he did was he kind of half hearted stuck his leg out and he just went <coughs> into the goal. So he, oh, no. I know, he's been too quick. And then the other one, Bale shot and he just like that basically and it just went through his hands into the goal. So he should have saved it. Yeah. Right. So, and he, yeah, so mm. it was, that was very disappointing. And then after the first goal, which was that shitty one where he, where he threw the ball at the yeah. striker, they equalised. Mm. Um, so, so were they in the ascendancy after it went one all, or is it still? Uh, it was pretty even to be honest with you at yeah. that point because they were doing. They had like most possession stuff. I think the the game was changed a little bit as well because Salah. You know, have you heard about no. what he's done this season? No, he he's scored like forty seven goals, forty four goals, I think, in like in fifty games in, across all the competitions. But he scored. I think he scored thirty two in the Premier League, which is a record for eighteen for thirty six games. 36 games, isn't it? Right. Isn't it? I don't know. Or 38. 38 games, isn't it, I think. Who held the previous record? I think Shearer got 31, yeah. A few people have got 31. Ronaldo, Shearer. Newcastle are building a uh, Ferris wheel. Oh, I know. It's going to yeah. be the, the largest in Europe. Uh, yeah. They're calling it the YI. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the YI. Excellent. Very good. Oh, well, that's a shame for Liverpool fans, but, you know, yeah. I couldn't give a shit, to be honest. Yeah, it was a bit boring as well, to be honest with you. It's a bit of, they always tend to be a bit of a damp squib. F- finals tend to be very cagey, don't they? Yeah. You know. Well, I was quite pissed as well, stage. so... Where did you go to watch it? We tried the new... We went to the... Have you heard of Level? Yeah. So we went in, in the Guild Hall at Preston, and we went in there, and it has a sports bar and a bowling alley. Did you bump into any listeners? Did you get asked for any photos, right? No, because no? we're on, we, nobody knows what we look like, thankfully. <laughs> Otherwise, we will get arrested. <laughs> um, but there was uh, some undesirables in there, or I would classify them as right. some scum scumbags. What do you mean? Just a bit rough. Some people were a bit rough. I'm right. just being a bit, you know, I don't know, snobbish. Chavs? Yeah, chavs. Oh. And there was a there was a baby. So we had a, like oh. a nine month old baby in a corner, <laughs> in a fucking pram asleep. Nobody puts baby in. It's like it was like being on holiday. Yeah, chavs do. Yeah, it's like being chavs. on holiday. Animals. 
and like kids running around and shit. So it was, that put me off a bit because it's a bowling alley as well. Did you go somewhere else at half time or something? No, I stayed. Yeah, stuck it out. And it was five pound a pint, four pound eighty for a pint of Peroni. Well, Peroni's dear anyway, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I'd, I'd expect to pay three fifty anywhere, but I think it's dear in town now, isn't it? At that end of town, anyway. Yeah. Four eighty—that's ridiculous. And then uh, I went at my mum's today, right. and there was uh, a large flock of uh, starlings there. What's what's the uh, collective <laughs> noun for uh, starlings again? I believe it's a murmuration. Oh, murmuration! That's uh, quite interesting. Murmuration, yes. Um, I was trying to wrap my brains because I was going to jump in and say that before you. Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there were there was like hundreds of starlings in a, in a, the roosting in a in a tree at the end of my mum's garden. Hundreds, hundreds of them, yeah. And they were all like coming flocking down. There's like a pond in the next door neighbour's garden, so I think it's probably because there's not much water about, is there? Because it's been hot, and they're all coming down to the pond Dark to drink. Right. And then, but then they're all like, I I'd probably say a hundred birds landed <laughs> on my mum's back lawn. And we're all like, you know, pecking the grass and shit. So that was good with the boy. He was looking at them, yeah. banging on the window, and they all flying away. Yeah. Uh, so that was entertaining. Nice. And we've got a podcast exclusive. Mm. Um, my wife has uh, has defeated me and decided to buy a a, a car and a new uh, car, a newer car. Uh, so we went to Mercedes yesterday in, in Warrington, and the guy. I don't know if you just blowing smoke up our asses, but he said uh, we saw the brand new Mercedes A-Class mm-hmm. so podcast exclusive oh, it's not out is it not? no, so he said it, that's supposed to be undercover but they're just cleaning it is what he said <laughs> <laughs> what's it look like? it's exactly the same pretty okay. much yeah. just, uh, but the only difference is now there's uh, I don't know if you've noticed in a Mercedes it has like a flat like an iPad looking thing that sticks up on a stalk in the middle above where the radio is and a gear knob would be no mm-hmm. we kind of mm-hmm. noticed it mm-hmm. but now it has the new one has like it's probably about just under a meter long a flat screen thing and there's no dials no dash dials and stuff it's mm-hmm. all on that like a an ipad screen basically really? but it didn't turn it on did i tell you about when my uncle went to buy his b-class yeah he went to the mercedes garage on the day he was due to pick it up and walked into the dealers and it was behind a red rope <laughs> and they gave him the keys. Yeah, they and the, do. And the guy like unclips the rope, leads him to the car. Was it brand new or drive, something? Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah. So he just he lost five grand taking out the fuck mm, up. Yeah. yeah. It's a bomb with new car, isn't it? If you buy yeah. him. Yeah. Well, this one's yeah. three years old, Appreciate but it's, it's really fucking nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's like yeah. I think it must have been like I think it's called the premium one, but it parks itself. Oh. So it can parallel park and bay park. Right. Now, they've had this for a few years, haven't they, Mercedes? Mm. Well, it's three well, years old, the car. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to remember it being on Top Gear maybe years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but apparently you've got to be careful near low or high curbs. I can't remember because it doesn't see them. And you're, you've always got to be responsible. So, like, uh, you can't just, like, turn it on and it does it. You've got to always, like, put it in gear. If you know what I mean, putting drive or reverse. Sorry, you've just done an American motion. That's because it's a new. It's not got a gear knob. Oh, is it actually got the it, American? Yeah, so it's just got drive, neutral, and reverse okay. on a stock. 
No, yeah, the, our old one was automatic. Right. But I think like the fifties American car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's more uh, I think the more economical, aren't they? Automatic gearboxes, I think. Because <sighs> it know. controls it. Damn. Basically your gear changes for you. Yeah, less skillful. Yeah. This weekend I've started watching uh, a tale of two two handmaidens. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Tip the first series, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, to the beginning, yeah, to the beginning. Did you like it? Excellent. It's good, isn't it? It is really good, isn't it? I'm about five episodes in, binged about four last mm. night. It's yeah. very well done, very clever. Yeah, and very she's, well she's a very good actress or actor. Whatever. Yeah, she is. Yeah, you don't... You, you, she's one of them that you don't realise you're watching an actor. He just yeah. sucks you in. Sucks us off. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> did you ever watch Mad Men? She no. She's in that. No, I it's believe so. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Shit. She's been in a few things, have like Top s- of the Lake and stuff. Have you seen it all that. now, then? Uh, I'm up to date, yeah. as much tonight, as you can watch. Yeah. Oh, the last one's tonight. It's on Channel 4, isn't it? Yeah, plus one. Oh, you're ahead of me, then, if you... You're ahead of me? <laughs> you're watching Hulu or something? Um, I might be watching it on the internet if I have something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is the second season as good? Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really good. The fucking there's been some <coughs> proper ball crushing moments, hasn't there? In uh, it? Yes, gut wrenching. Uh, uh, so that's been a bit different as well. I think there was in the last one. There was a few. Well, what I've seen so far, there's well, a few. Only what, five the fuck, in, aren't you? what the fuck moments? Yeah, yeah. there's more. Yeah. It's <laughs> more, more uh, pulling the carpet from under a kind of the thing. Handmaidens, uh, they kill that guy. They, they fill, carry out the sentence, the execution. I can't remember what. The, uh, anti, oh anti, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. take the hats off and mm. the the uh, they stone or they yeah. beat him. No, they yeah, they just ripped into bits. Yeah, beat him up. Yeah, that was like as soon as they brought. I saw the guy with the hood on. I thought, oh fucking hell, they're gonna kill him. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, they're gonna stone him because it's such a biblical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, fundamentalist thing. Mm. There was a thing in the Daily Mail today, yeah. and I only read it because it was there. Um, and we'd run out of toilet paper. But there was a, an article by well, some guy, dads. I can't remember her name. No, no, we were, uh, we were at a restaurant. He was at a restaurant? Re- oh, I say a restaurant, uh, like a KFC. cafe. <laughs> anyway. Uh, little, little Chef. <laughs> little Jeff. There was an article. Little it, Jeff. It was basically slamming, I um, can't remember the guy's name, I don't really want to give him any... Any credit. He's not Little John, Richard no, Little John. No, but one of those those opinion pieces. Oh, it's here, look. Um, oh, he, uh, I thought it'd be heavier than that. He was saying that, um, oh, Handmaid's Tale again, um, slamming it? Christianity, anti-Christian Handmaid's really? Tale. Yeah. So I, I only read the headline, of course. Cause, uh, it's not anti-Christian at all. It's about... Um, it's yeah, it? or... So well, it's a coup, isn't it? And it's rather than, I suppose... Well, it's based on a fucking book. It's on the book. It's like a, a, a book, isn't it? Like a yeah, world Margaret famous Albert. book. Have yeah. the gin and the tonic. The gin and the tonic. Yeah, she won a book of prize for it. <coughs> yeah, it's well, like a, a renowned... As soon as it was published, it was like put on curriculums and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it ended at the end of the first season, though. Oh, it, uh, yeah, I don't think... Oh, right, it, they're going beyond the book now, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think there was a, like a resolution to it, was there, in the in the book, from what I've heard. I've never read it, because, you know... Readings for idiots, in it when you can watch it. It's just really cleverly written fiction, really well done. Yeah, yeah. And executed. Script's good. The it acting's just, good. It looks brilliant. Yeah. Soundtrack's good. Yeah. Some good songs on it. Yeah. It's mm. like 
it's like perfect TV for me. Mm-hmm. It's actually really well done. It's yeah. something that I'll invest my time in. You know, precious time. It fucking is precious. <laughs> it is. Precious. Thirty-five now. Halfway there. Well, you know, know. <laughs> you know, roughly. Well, yeah. Seventy. You fucked at seventy, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get for reading the Daily Mail, then. Yeah, I know, sorry. They had that or the Express. What was the thing you sent on Instagram that was a news story? That was also in the Daily Mail. Yeah. (laughs) We we spoke about the first woman who'd been admitted into the infantry um, for... We spoke about that? We did on the podcast. Oh, I don't remember. A while ago. (laughs) That's funny. And um, she's quit after two weeks of training. Right. So she she got in and then obviously a while ago and then started doing the training. She's she's quit saying I I can't hack it basically, which is I'm sure there's lots of men who can't hack it. Yeah, there's men. plenty of <laughs> lot of blokes who can do <laughs> two weeks, including yeah. me. So I don't know why they're making a big uh, a big deal of it. Uh, it's probably because she's the first and only. <sighs> yeah. Is she the only? Is she the, the only, only so far woman in the infantry? Yeah. Right, and she's quit. So I, I mean. It would be interesting to know what the normal dropout rate is, wouldn't it? Maybe it's 20%. I'll probably say some, I would if I had guessed. more than that, jeez. Unless you're a female, then it's off 100%. Yeah, get through basic. (laughs) That's the point, isn't it? Because she's the first and only, and she's not made I'm sure there's pilots and stuff, isn't there, and all that kind of crap. Yeah, but infantry's a bit more... um, For the meat grinder. Yeah, gruelling, I would have thought, Mm. entry, entry stuff. I'm not sure that I'd be able to do it. I don't I mean, think I wouldn't want to do it. I'd, 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 I'd be the radar guy yeah. if you have to get conscripted. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah. creeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, that'd be what I'd do. Can I do radars instead? Yeah. I don't want to fight people. I'm not very good at it. Um, I think it's right that it was only recently made illegal. Only made illegal, <laughs> wasn't it? Isn't this why she's the first? Is there a change in no, the law? No, I don't think it was not. It wasn't a legal thing. I think it was just like a policy. Well, right, same diff then. Okay. Right, I mean, you, you can't join. You couldn't join if you were yeah. female before. Yeah. I'm sure something changed which yeah. has allowed them to apply. Yeah. Let me just uh, paraphrase some poor journalism. Um, <laughs> so she dropped out, after the, dropped out of an 18-week course after falling behind her male counterparts on endurance marches and failing other physical tests in Suffolk. Um... Understood that when the woman resigned, resigned, she admitted having underestimated the physical requirements of being an infantry recruit. She also told officers that living in female-only accommodation made her feel like an outsider. She'd be the only one in made there. Her, like, yeah. Made her feel like a female. And weakened her resolve. Definitely. So she, she didn't have any of that team camaraderie. Yeah, because yeah. you'll pull yourselves, you'll yeah. pull each other through a lot of it, won't you? Yeah, and if you, yeah. Mind you, how much time did they spend in the quarters in boot camp? I bet it's not a lot. I bet they're out busy grafting most of the time, aren't they? I don't know. I Surely she would have messed that she'd have eaten with the blokes. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was just the sleeping quarters. I mean, they probably only get four or five hours sleep during that in some boot times, camp, don't I they? I imagine they do, yeah. She was one of only three women who applied to join the RAF regiment. Oh, it's RAF? Yeah. That was infantry. Yeah, RAF regiment is, is infantry. Oh, right, the RAF. Um... One of only three, and the only one considered, um, uh, you know, the only well one who's accepted. Yeah, accepted yeah. to start the course. Right. So yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> I don't know whether the RAF have, or the army or whoever have made a show of making her do exactly the same as as the men do. 
Well, and not making so. any, not making any, any um, special dispensation for gender. Well, why, why wouldn't you? Because they make special dispensations for all kinds of things in the army. Did they? Yeah. Have well, you well. been to the cinema recently? You'll see the the army training camp, and they're in the Lake District somewhere. Oh, and yeah, one of, one of the chaps stops uh, to pray, and they all, you know, keep lookout while he's praying, and and they've made a special dispensation for his religion. Right. So why wouldn't they make a special dispensation for women? In, I mean, should they want to have that? Um, the thing is, it's got it all. It's for me, it's all about competency because it's it's a life threatening mm. job, mm-hmm. and you could. I would draw parallels with the fire brigade. But I, I would suggest that stopping to pray, as important as it is is also putting at risk that all the people yeah, are I watching agree. you and you and you yourself. I agree. So uh, if it's uh, down to competency, then uh, I don't know. That, that, it doesn't make much sense that that they wouldn't give any dispensation for for the for any women who want to join. Should they should they want to want to join? I think you can draw de- uh, div- um, you can draw a line between um, the application process the, the passing the tests and then be actually being in service I think that test that she's pulled up in that 18 week course is a bar right. and you have to get above that to win to, to get in if you fall below then you're not good enough do you think that so the, making it so that Muslim guy for example will have passed be gone above that bar didn't stipulate his religion but we said about praying six times it was that advert weren't it in the cinema <laughs> it was, yeah yeah I think he was a Muslim putting guy putting yeah. down yeah. and looking east weren't he I don't know. <laughs> so he's Muslim, I presume. I thought that was the point of the advert. Yeah. Showing the diversity. Yeah. Right, but he's passed the entry test. Yes. So if you pass the entry test, you're competent. Maybe then in operations they can make dispensations. Mm. You're suggesting they make dispensations at the entry level, I'm which training. I don't think they should. Right, I think okay. You set the bar of how a competent shoulder... Shoulder? Shoulder? <laughs> Soldier, <laughs> competent shol- soldier, <laughs> soldier, competent shoulder would be. And if you don't make it, then sorry, you're gonna have to do something else. But if you do make it, right, well, you're the same as us. You're equal to us. Now we can discuss. Uh, so it, for example, if they were hem- pinned down, that troop, they were up in lakes. If they were pinned down in fucking Basra. Um, yeah, he wouldn't I be able to get it. his prayer mat out. No, okay. and I don't he, think he, he would. Though, he would wouldn't. He? No, exactly. Yeah. No. But but he's passed the test. If you make dispensation at the entry level, you're letting you're letting inferior people through who can potentially put your life in danger. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to have an entry requirement, don't you? That makes yeah. more sense to me now. Yeah, well, I think Phil the problem is the problem is is if they lower <laughs> the what they could might what you might see happen, which I believe happened with the fire brigade, right. is that to draw more women in, they will drop the entry requirements. The strength tests the for height, everyone. The minimum height, things like that, so that more women come in. Ah, so okay. is that what happened in the fire? I'm pretty sure it did. <laughs> I heard a lot about positive discrimination in in like affirmative action. Because mm. I wanted to go in the fire brigade when I left school, and I asked someone who was a fireman at the time, not wanting to name any names. And he said, Sam. don't bother. Uh, that's a different fireman. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
he said, don't bother, because unless you're uh, black, uh, not black, unless you're female or an ethnic minority, you've no chance. Go and get a trade first, and then they might let you in. So that's why I trained to be an electrician. Do you think he was right to say that? He was just going off his experience, and that was his, and he was in the job. Mm. He used to talk about a female they had join, who was a tiny, and he was like, not, not want to say they carried her, but you know. So positive discrimination happens in places, doesn't it? I don't think it's good. I think everything should be merit based. So if they. I, I guess this this woman who dropped out could have just been the part of the 20, 30, 40, 50, 80% dropout rate anyway. Whatever it might be. It's, it's too early to judge because exactly, she's the first. Yeah. If we had 100 females, exactly. and then we could say, well, 50% made it, 50% didn't, or 70% did, then we'd have something to draw on. The fact that it's a story is because she's the first and she's not made it. Yeah, mm. it's not much of a story. That's why it? it's a story. Mm. We'll have to wait. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, we'll do updates. Yeah, probably the following years. Yeah. And, uh, I've po- I'm going to do this podcast for years. <laughs> Done it for one. <laughs> Yeah, <coughs> pretty much. Right. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see for like a social experiment, wouldn't it? Mm. And if the army did react by maybe lowering the, making the boot camp easier to let girlies in. <gasps> Got a moth. An infestation. Mm. One moth is not <laughs> an infestation. It is to me. <laughs> it's a memoration of moths. <laughs> a memoration of moths. <laughs> I, uh, I've chewed through 12 rules for life this week. Moths have chewed through it. No, I have. I've chewed through it. You mean you've read it? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm on the last chapter now. Is there a secret 13th pages. rule? If you, if you no, un- there isn't. Unbind the book down the spine. Yeah, there is. There I'll tell is. you what, it's made me, uh, it's reignited my love of reading. Has <laughs> it? Yeah. That's quite good. Because I've been using audiobooks for like the last three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And not really reading. But I found, because I got into this book, um, it makes you tired at night. Yeah. Yes. And so you fall asleep quicker mm-hmm. and better. I just fall asleep because I'm just fucking knackered all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. You see, I could stay up till three in the morning, no problem. No. no. Usually. No. No way. But um, it's help, it tires your eyes. So you, yeah, you, it does. you feel yourself nodding and while yeah. you're reading, then you go to bed. So it's helped my sleep this week. I do that Not with, that it's put me to sleep. Uh, I put yeah. that with TV. To be honest with you, if I watch, I can just watch TV. If I put a boring documentary on about the Plantagenets mm. and the Carthage, it, yeah, <laughs> and I just I start going like that. And I stop going, and then I. Uh, you see that sleep expert warned against watching screens late yeah, at no, night, that's what I and he says like people dim, as well. Dim the lights as well. Yeah, it's blue light, isn't it? But. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I found so. that it stopped me watching telly. Mm. If there's well, just watching a, that's something, that's a downside, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, because it's that time where you're watching something, you're just putting something it's on because yeah. it's on. Yeah. Eight right. out of ten cats does ten, ten, ten down. <laughs> no. Eight out of cats does ten down. <laughs> Nine cats okay. do ten down. <laughs> Eight cats build a tent <laughs> in the downs. In the system of the down. Eight downs cats build build tents. <laughs> That's the best one. I'm not going to beat that. Yeah, so 
<laughs> Instead of wasting that time just consuming shit TV, you're actually doing something fun that you enjoy. I don't consume shit TV. I just watch. Do. I just watch. Yeah. I just watch quality <laughs> boxing. <laughs> yeah, you must watch some shit. I watch. Yeah, the, the, my, my secret shame is uh, escaped to the Chateau DIY. <laughs> what the fuck's that? It's just it's Dick Strawbridge. Dick Strawbridge. Yeah. Have you heard of Dick, Dick Strawbridge? <laughs> yeah, it's called. Strawbridge. You, you're recognising me. It's the on, moat. It was on. It was a low. It does have a moat, actually. It's What's it to, called? Dick Strawbridge. Dick yeah. Strawbridge. Yeah. Is this a? You have to start again. I'm lost. Completely lost. The, ship the pro- DIY shop. The, sh- sure. the ship program is basically <laughs> yeah. about people buying chateaus oh. or chateau in France. Chateau. 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 What's the collective noun for chateaus? Chateau. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think Penny Crane would disagree. As in Gatto. Yeah, Gatto oh. like Gattos. Who's the French teacher we had? Penny Crane. No, she was German. <laughs> she was German teacher. Brindle? Mm. Madame Brindle. Yeah, go on. Mole. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what to say. The, the, oh, they all buy, buy, they buy chateaus for like no money. But, mm. Well, no, like 300 cheap. grand basically. And you can get like a massive chateau with like six acres of land and shit and a moat. Yeah. Um, so his cost three hundred and eighty mm. euros, I think. I think. Euros. That's cheap. No, it wasn't. I think it was three hundred eighty thousand. No, it's two hundred and eighty pounds. Two hundred eighty thousand pounds. But then it, go, it goes up because there's like shitloads of taxes in France by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. crazy. I think it goes communist. up to like <laughs> three hundred and fifty thousand or something with taxes or something. Fuck, um, but it's like massive. It's this fucking massive. It's got forty-five rooms. Keep, though. Well, that's have what, a butler and eating. That's what they basically handmaiden. That's what they're do, trying to sort out, basically. But then all the other, this DIY program is following other people doing up chateaus right. or chateaus. Is it interesting? I watch it, yeah. <laughs> but is it good though? Yeah, it's, it's right. I bet good. there's some interesting parts of that though. Yeah, it's almost like history lesson. Well, yeah, some yeah. like the, all of the chateaus have got. Um, Obviously, history. Woodworm. History. A lot of them do have woodworm, and there's a line apparently. Woodworm. I think you'll find it's called. There's a woodworm. Apparently, you can draw a line across uh, the country. Oui. And uh, <laughs> what's above in French? UK. Uh, in French. As above, so above. Above, below. Sur, sur, la, sur, sur la. Sur is below, isn't it? Or don la. Don. On the. On the. Don la mer. Well, anyway, you can draw a line. Across yeah, the country, and below dirt. it, there's termites, so in the south of the country, and then above it is woodworm. Wow, is it just a big steel beam yeah. going across the country? Yeah, it keeps the termites in the bottom. Yeah. Wow. It's, right. it's to do with temperature, apparently. And there isn't really humidity. steel. What? You made that up, didn't you? What? The steel. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's from the Second World War when they, annex, when they annexed France. So I was right? Yeah. Oh, I was just joking. Let they put steel across it. Yeah, so am I. Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay. The Annex do. Have you never c- heard of the Iron Curtain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rusted. Rusted in 1990. David Hasselhoff broke through it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of interesting chateau on it. So yeah, check it out. It's another one of my top picks. Right, like, how many mats? Have you watched The Terror yet? I'll give it four minutes. No, four minutes. Fucking hell. No, I'm not going to watch anything until I finish Handmaiden, so... Yeah, well, I've watched so, The Terror next, that was good. Weeks. And it, I don't think there's going to be a second series of that, it was like a one-off thing, by the looks of it. Right. It was very good. 
Very, <coughs> very mm. good. And, uh, yeah. What was I going to talk about? I don't know. Oh, can, oh go on. Abortion. Oh, abortion Island. Abortion Island. update, yeah. We've, oh, t- yeah, we've talked about wasn't it? abortion before, haven't we? I don't think but it was I don't broadcast. Know if it was ever broadcast. No, we can't broadcast. We basically that. Found, discovered that we're both anti-abortion. Anti-abortion? Mm, no, did we? <laughs> <laughs> you are. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Typical fucking right-wing person <laughs> trying to oppress the lefties. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're doing. We, we talked about this for a good hour, and that was a At conclusion. Least. At least I don't think that was a conclusion. To. No, it wasn't. He just said he just contradicted. Oh. We, did, we did some thought experiments that, that went awry. Right. <laughs> I think uh, it's quite, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I still get have the view it's up to a woman, basically, to make the decision. I'll tell you what my, uh, my end point was, that from a pragmatic view, which it should be legal, but from a moral viewpoint, I was against. Yeah. So the, the, my thing was... Um, if you met, you, you can't stop abortion. It's like drug addicts. No. It's like drugs. Um, <laughs> if you make it illegal, They're fucking addicted to having abortions. <laughs> if you make it illegal, you just have court anger jobs. Yeah. There'll be a, a black market. Yeah. It'll go underground. Uh-huh. Yes. So a pragmatic yeah. view oh, would yeah. be: so, let's like, make it as safe as possible. Have yeah. all the doctors and the medicine all legit, open access. Mm-hmm. Because that will save women's lives from terrible things. Yep. But on a moral or ethical view, I was sort of against, really. So would you... Apart from things like... It was when... Stop messing with the lies. We, <laughs> point of, we, we made a, a, a... We came up with a conclusion, and it was something to do with maybe the point of conception or a cluster of oh, cells. Oh, you're talking about where... It, yeah, where the cuts off potency. Ohio, is it? Or Oregon? And it's at the point... They changed the law recently, and it's at the point of the heart... A detectable heartbeat, and you can't have an abortion. How many weeks... I don't know. I think that's quite early, you know. I think it's mostly said, we said most women won't even know they're pregnant. Mm. But I think they've, because quite early, there's cells that are going to be a heart and they pulse, don't they? See, I'd agree with that. Yeah, 16 d- days, I think. Yeah, it's not even, it's like weeks. Morally, so I'd agree with that. A heartbeat. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, the thing is, is the other side of it then is like, so if you could, if sort of say that if you at a point it had a heartbeat you could there was then some sort of way to get the embryo out or whatever it would be classed this is what we were talking about keep because it in it alive our cut off point yes. is so many days so many weeks and there have been babies born earlier than that that have survived I know that's the so thing now, it it makes, we have the conversation where do you draw so much better yeah. it's going to get yeah. better and better artificial yeah. wombs are that's probably I mean, going to come so in how, can you, how do you draw the line and we ended up basically drawing the line at conception mm. um, yeah, morning after negates the um, the whole argument So because that is definitely anti-abortion if you yeah. draw the line at conception Yeah. yeah. now I remember <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah morning after pill so well, it's 16 days, isn't it, apparently? Um, that was it. I think that was the number, yeah. 16 so you wouldn't days. even know you were pregnant then, though, would well, you? No. Uh, but you could still say the morning after pill. Mm-hmm. You're still... It's it's still, still you, that's not an excuse. Things are going on, but all those cells that, that form whatever human life is going to eventually exist are all the same cell type There's no or, or no cell type. They've not differentiated mm. yet, essentially. So it's essentially the same as 
I don't know, cutting a finger off or... <laughs> but we said, what about in instances of rape? Oh, we did. Yeah. Some countries uh, don't Fritzling. allow that, Fritzling. Yeah, Fritzled. So you get captured and raped and you're a prisoner mm-hmm. and you get released after the 38 weeks that it is in, or whatever it is in our country, 30, 26 weeks, is it? Or 24 weeks, I think it is in this country. I think it's 24, abortion. isn't it? Yeah, so if you get freed then and you're already four months pregnant, would you deny that woman an abortion? Mm. I think you have to. I think you have to. Adoption would be an option. Be the optimal option. But the thing is, is you can't... You can't... can't legislate for... Fritzels. The, the one-off. Well, no, cases. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Well, I think a lot of people will, might get raped and get pregnant, though. That's the thing, isn't oh. it? So many people. Can't be uncommon. But they're not yeah. like thirty-eight weeks. No, not unless you're sort of like. I think there's like Cat been cases, cases, haven't they, with like really young girls, like being twelve or whatever, and they not realise that they're pregnant. Or, yeah. And stuff like that, but it's quite famous when I think in India actually that like she was 12 and she didn't realise that she was pregnant and they said she wasn't allowed an abortion are you pro-abortion on a ethical and legal I don't know it's it's quite a a, it's really hard isn't it yeah it's a difficult one to be honest with you I think it's quite easy to just say oh well I'm morally against it But you will never be in the situation yourself, would you, of, of being pregnant and having to make that decision? Of you must be in quite a bad place for you to think. I don't. Yeah, no one not, does it lightly. No. Well, there will be some fucking psychopaths because there's extremes everywhere. But yeah. no one, in general, does it lightly. Yeah. It's a huge decision that I, you live with the rest of your life. Yeah, I think you probably would feel guilty about it, to be honest with you. Maybe that's why, that guilt that people feel, maybe that is the reason it's wrong, and they know it's wrong when they're doing it. That's where that guilt comes from. Mm. Hmm. It's quite a thing to say is wrong, though. Oh, well, what else subject, would I rephrase subject, it? I don't yeah. agree with it. Mm. I don't, well, I'm talking morally. I think morally it's wrong. I think that's my stance now. But in you know, I'm not a utopian idealist, and I realise from a pragmatic point of view, it's probably the best solution having it all above board and do, you know doctors and everyone there because otherwise it will go underground like I said mm. before. So I sort of put up with it, even though morally I think it probably shouldn't be. A, it's, it's probably not right. But it's hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And your views change all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we said that. You know. Fucking down, are it? Yeah. Right, I wanted to talk about Jordan Peterson last week. Michael B, sorry, Michael B, Jordan B, Peterson. <laughs> Michael B, Jordan B, Peterson. Full title. Johnny B, good. Because <laughs> um, uh, one of the rules for life is mm. I think it's don't let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. One of them also to wash your balls. I want to stand up straight. Like Pharaoh, isn't it? Yeah. Wash your balls. Yeah. Is that what you? God, right. A gentleman's wash. Basically, <laughs> yeah. so this this chapter is all about child rearing, and he raised some very interesting questions and changed one on my view on a particular issue. Smacking. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I saw someone get smacked some in controversial thing the other day. I saw a, someone a, a on the eyes, on the on the legs, on I the legs, back to the legs. Back to the legs. Yeah, it's I, a classic. I, I, what? How did you react? I, I, 
kind of literally turned my head. <laughs> really? Yeah. Couldn't watch it. Well, yeah. Weirdly, I didn't make a conscious decision. No, I just had an unconscious response, which was to turn away, disgust. Was it disgust? Possibly. And I, th- I remember thinking, I hope they're all right. Mm. And I got distracted by something. You, you sound like me before something. I read this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall I go through? He has five tenants for child rearing. Go on then. Some controversial, some not. So I thought it'd be interesting to go through them. Go on then. Uh, <laughs> right. Something lights up. Michael B. Jordan B. Oh. Peterson. Rule five. Princi- oh, principles of child Should rearing. Should we not start at one? One. Okay. Limit the rules. Limit the rules. I think that's no pretty. Rules. That's a pretty solid one. Yeah, I've got no one. rules. But then he has another four. Yeah, that's that controversial. <laughs> well, he should have had that last. Uh, it was the second one, with regard to uh, smacking. Go on then. Use minimum necessary force. Minimum necessary force. So, so it, even it, like a threat, like not a <laughs> raised. Get hand. the slipper. <laughs> <laughs> he uses the example of his own children. He had a girl first. Mm-hmm. He says in his book, I'm going to butcher it, but he had a girl <laughs> first and he could correct her with a scowl. All right. So the uh, child would misbehave and he got <laughs> scowl at him. Popeye. Right. <laughs> Next, he has a son. The son's, son's not having none of that. Mm-hmm. So then it goes verbal, verbal discipline, laughing at you, laughing at him. <laughs> and it, and his um, what he used to do hmm. was flick, like you flick a sabuti or play on back at hand yeah and once he started doing that the behaviour stopped mm-hmm. so that was his that he used the minimum force necessary okay and, he's, and his argument is is that some that flick might not have been enough I might have had to step it up after that mm-hmm. and that uh-huh. if you <laughs> fail to discipline your children mm-hmm. they will be disciplined by the outside world when they're adults is he saying that that would escalate and if you started with a, a smack you might have to escalate to find what that minimum force was to, to discipline the child so he started with a flick, knowing that he might have to move on we to start, No, he started with a scowl, then verbal. Scowl, verbal. <coughs> Fine, scowl, verbal, flick. Barter. He, he knew that he but might you have know, to... You do this for me, I'll do this exactly. for you. Exactly. He knew that Persuasion. he might have to go further for that to have a, an effect. So he went the minimum, hmm? knowing that he might have to move on to attack. That's it, yeah. And then full-on slap on the bum. Yeah, but if you start with a full-on right slap up across the, the back <laughs> of the legs... Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. If a slap across the back of the legs is... And you start with that, and then it becomes ineffective. Where, where do you go <coughs> from a, from a, You could extrapolate that to murder. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you could, you? yeah. But there is, obviously... And you still wouldn't no, tidy the room. No, but we're not... We're, we're talking about... <laughs> we're talking about real people, and they're not sub- sub- um, subject to the infinite like that. Like that. <laughs> So it would never get that far because they have a survival instinct. <laughs> what as parents? Really no, the, ch- the children do. It would never get the, that. That behaviour would change. The yeah. po- his argument is is that if you don't do it, you fail to discipline your children. Mm-hmm. Once they get adults, they will be disciplined by the outside world, and they will be much harsher than their own parents. So yes. do it with the minimum force. Not necessarily. Necessary. What do you mean? Not necessarily because you you you. A personality changes throughout life, I would say, a little bit. A lot, well, a lot of it's supposed to be set, isn't it? But I would say that you would react in... If it's not, what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is just discipline in, in the home is one aspect of what's forming the way he's going to interact with the world anyway. 
Yeah. Uh, but surely it's a very important one. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's like learning social interactions and things, yeah. what's acceptable and what isn't. But just be, the, well, the point I suppose I would say is, I've noticed it already, and I notice it with other kids, is, is that they're completely different with <coughs> their parents than they are with other people. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's common. Mm. So, the, what I'm saying is, like, you could teach it, and they know to be nice and respectful and all the rest of it, mm. but that maybe sometimes they're just a bit with you because they're more comfortable with you. I think that's all right, personally. So, you know, Michael B. Peterson. B.B. King. I mean, he's talking about disciplining children for anything. So it could be for performing bad at school. What do you mean disciplining them? So that's a different setting. The setting where, you know, I said they might be good as gold at school and then mm -hmm. monsters at home. <laughs> they could be being... You could have to punish, punish them for bad behaviour at school. Right. The, the, fact is, the point is that you'll, some will slip through the net... Okay. And they won't have been socialised properly as children. Well, yeah, that's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. So it's about preventing that. You say you have to discipline your children or everyone else will. But I do discipline my children. Yeah, but what if... How? How do you discipline them? Give them a right good smack. All right, oh, there you are. You're on board. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I, I don't believe in smacking. Yeah. Was you ever smacked as a child? Nope. Was you? I think so. I was smacked. It's not nice. No. I don't think I don't think it particularly changed the way I acted either. To be honest with you, you, you have to read the chapter because yeah. obviously he explains it a lot better than I mean. <laughs> you know, I know where you're coming from. In that, like the yeah, there probably will be some people, but at, at extremes, I would say people who end up being Columbine killers. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think necessarily. So it's good. It's 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 not just your prerogative. It's society. The thing is, is you discipline the, your children. At the end of the day, he, that person might have been. I suppose that's where the minimum force comes in. But that person probably was over disciplined, or in some occasions was being. They were nihilistic. Well, he talks a lot about nihilism in the book. Yeah, and that's like a fucking. I don't think you can really cure that. To be honest with you, <laughs> he thinks you can. Well, well, not that you can, but there's, there's, there's no meaning in their lives. Life is suffering. That's what we've been, we, we know well, now. Yeah. And they've no meaning, so they just kill people and kill themselves. It's like, is it not Nietzsche? I think it's Nietzsche that talks about self-destruction. And basically he like did lots of introspection and basically said that everybody wants to self-destruct, mm. essentially. <laughs> Anyway, what was number three? Oh, God, this is another controversial one for some people. Parents should... Uh, tenant number three, parents should come in pairs. Mm. What happens if someone dies? Rather than, like, the, the household breakdown. His point is, is that two parents is optimal. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> well, yeah, of course it is. Uh, that's controversial, that. What, to say? what, a single woman can't do, can't do the fucking job properly? Well, I was probably saying from... Uh, you were saying you're better than me? I was saying Hi, Mick. from <laughs> my perspective, it's easier having somebody else, because then I don't I like I can have a lie-in, basically, when I'm going over. That's you're what sharing I meant. the responsibility. That's what I meant. So it's definitely optimal. That's what I meant. Is that right? <coughs> yes, agree with optimal. That? Yep, definitely. I would say it's, it makes it easier, yeah. See, I thought that was quite controversial, him saying that. Well, no. no, I think it's I think it's fair enough to say. I don't think anyone's been a parent. I would say it's probably been 
it must be easier having somebody else. Some, si- some single mothers single would feel slighted by that. No, I, I don't think any single mother would say it's that easier. it's easier without <laughs> another All right. or woman. I think it's or, doable. Move on. And you can, I think <laughs> you can probably you can raise and people exactly the same and way. And yeah. there'll be some <coughs> dual, dual parent systems mm. where it's you've just got to lay about woman. dad. Or, yeah. Or an uh, alcoholic he talks mom. a lot about those kinds of dads. Yeah. yeah so d- like a complete dysfunctional... Uh, like, Facile men unit they need to be looked after. Well, there's like um, snowflakes. I no. know some people, and <laughs> like they just don't do anything with their kids. And I just find it like baffling. I mean, why did you have fucking kids if you didn't want to do anything with them? G and T, please. Uh, all right. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, not particularly controversial. This is a good one. Number four. Parents should understand their own capacity to be harsh, vengeful, arrogant, <coughs> resentful, angry, and deceitful. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's, prob- yeah. that's probably a good one to actually be aware, aware Definitely. of. Definitely. Yeah, because I, I think sometimes I think that Fuck comes off. out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that and getting a pet. I don't think I've ever been jealous. Did you say jealous, did he? No. Uh, I don't think I've been... <laughs> jealous of what? The baby? Jealous of the baby? Being one to be a baby again? Maybe. Really? Jealous of him? No, I didn't say. No, that's what I was saying. I don't oh. think I've been jealous of him. It's a lot of boob time. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes on those titties. <laughs> um, what did he say? Vengeful? Uh, deceitful? Har- harsh, vengeful, arrogant, resentful, angry, deceitful. I think, I think I've oh, definitely... I think I've, I, think I'm, yeah, I think I've been angry and harsh, over, overly harsh, a, couple, a few occasions when I've just like snapped... Lost your so, patience. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Felt bad about it afterwards. Yeah, also. felt yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, that's a worrying sign if you don't, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that if I feel bad about it, I've fucked up, overstepped, done, done overstep the mark. But there's yeah. no point in apologising to him because you know he's two. He doesn't understand. Oh, he doesn't understand. He's he's saving it up. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but you know, he, he doesn't seem to be too fucked up by it. By my parenting thus far. Plus he goes to he goes to he gets lots of extracurricular activities like yep. football and uh, mm-hmm. where they run, uh, God knows what they do yeah for half an hour mm-hmm. and acting so it goes to fucking drama lessons yeah, and that's, that's goes to um, drama lessons uh, but he, where do you do that just at nurse, just at nursery just at nursery yeah oh, I'd I'd be good at that but he, like every every so often he goes koala <coughs> and goes down on the floor and he goes yes. snail and then slides across the floor assuming it's what he's been doing in that's drama nice. that's good oh he does gorilla gorilla's my favourite one because he goes down on his knuckles oh yeah and walks around the floor but that is the same one as oh. koala oh no <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as uh, <laughs> the koala so that's a bit disappointing oh no gorilla's the same as koala that little baggy as well Um yeah. What was it? What was the? What was the harsh, vengeful, and what? Deceitful. Deceit. What about? Yeah, I'm deceitful all the time because I have to hide. There's got a fucking toy, <sighs> a fucking T-Rex toy that I don't know why we bought him, and it goes. It has a really awful roar, and it it just fucking presses it. <laughs> All the time when he's got it, and he Take fucking loves it. The batteries out. I know, but I can't. So what I do is I I let him just have it in spurts. So it's, she's currently gone on holiday. 
hidden under some clothes. Right. She's on holiday because that's mummy T. We have a mummy T Rex, a daddy T Rex, and a baby T Rex. That's how it works. It's a two parent yeah. family situation. Yeah. Optimal. Nuclear <laughs> T Rex family. Yeah. Mummy T Rex is the noisy, noisy, horrible one. And the daddy T Rex is the soft, silent, cuddly toy. Right. It sounds like he's looking after. Yeah. That's like me, basically. Right. Number five. Mm-hmm. Parents have a duty. This ties in with the second rule, necessary force. Parents have a duty to act as proxies for the real world. What tell them how it's going to be real? No, just act as a proxy. What does that mean? Like a filter. <sighs> filter. Simulation. Simulate yeah. the real world. Well, like competition and stuff. Put yourself together, you fuck. Yeah. I went to sports day this week. Oh, it was. Yeah. Did you not see my mum? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you not say hello. Top. She yeah, said that she I saw did. you. I did, yeah. So, said hello. I won a bottle of white on Tom Baller. Did you a nice one? Quid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paint stripper. <laughs> first three kids got a sticker at the end of each race. Egg and spoon and hoops and all that oh. shit. And then when they got to the end, mm-hmm. the kids were sat down and the teacher went round all the kids looking for kids with no sticker and gave them a um, well mm. done Spoon participation <laughs> with a wooden spoon participation sticker, and uh, I'm not sure if I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I've got two very nice partition patient medals from Horton Tower Sprint, and then <laughs> this year they upped the game and I have like a little glass trophy. It's really wow. nice. How much do you have to pay to go in the sprint? A lot of money. There you Is go. It? Then no, it's. Is it more than a hundred pounds? Uh, no. All right. Less than fifty pounds. No, more Fucking than fifty. Hell. So yeah. eighty quid. That's what you're paying for, isn't it? Basically, 60, I think sixty. I can't even remember. It's peanuts to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wipe my ass on it. <laughs> That's a sixty quid, maybe. Uh, you see, are you are you setting up kids for failure by doing that? I don't think so. Nah. Think that it's no. worth the trade-off in helping in, in, with self-esteem and things. I don't think, I don't think, I I don't think I'd, I'd probably, I don't know, I'd, I don't don't fucking know. (laughs) As as long as the winning prizes are bigger, then they have something to aspire to. Yeah. Then there's, I don't see the problem. So do you get a a really big glass trophy? Yeah. I mean, all the stickers (laughs) are the same size. You get your money back. (laughs) They're all the same size sticker, so there is no difference. Uh, Except one says first. second, third. First, second, third. Uh, It's almost like they've not read. Jordan B. B. King Peterson Peter, Michael B. Borden Peter Schmeichel's Borden. book Michael B. Jordan B. B. <laughs> King <Borden>. Peterson <laughs> B. That's it Peter Blocker Michael B. Jordan B. 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 King Peterson B. 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 Jordan uh, Jordan B. 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 King And is that the last one? Uh, that's the last of the capacitors. Uh, <laughs> the last of the, uh, so what is the proxy? Michael B. Jordan, B.B. King, Peterson. And what was the proxy thing mean then? You have to make it like it's the real world in your home. Is that what we were saying? Wasn't it like you've got to give go them between. examples or situational Right, we're going to set up an awareness. interview uh, environment. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think no. it means not being... Overly soft and not being overly hard, oh, so right. simulate the not real wrapping world. them up in cotton wool. But yeah. it's an example. Yeah. Well, he's not the first to have said that, is he? No, no, well, it's not controversial, then, is it? No, it's not. Uh, to be fair, he never says he's the first to do anything. So. 
No. He probably isn't. Well, he knows that, so that's all right. Well, I've enjoyed it. I thought it was a good book. Has <laughs> it going to make you change anything about yourself, then? Um, well, it's got me reading. Well, oh, reading. Which is good. I thought the thing of the thong... With it was to Some change of these, your. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, it depends whatever, if you want to listen to him or not, doesn't it? Are you going to listen free to will? him then? That's what I, I mean. No, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> um, it, it, brought, it draws a lot Facile of interesting men. Uh, <laughs> 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 he, he does a lot of Bible stuff, which is interesting. Like what? Going back to sort of I mythology know. and um, the origins of different things is in he our into psyche. God? Is he yeah. into God? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he? Oh, he's a Christian. He believes in a... Yeah. A higher power. It's an instant dismissal. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting. The metaphors, that, the sort of universal truisms in the Bible and stuff. And where things come from. And what, like? Adam and Eve. And There's stuff. nothing new under the sun. These yeah. stories that have been with us since spoken word. Mm. I thought it was interesting. I learned an in the Garden of Eden, baby. I learned something interesting <laughs> this week yes. about um, the writings on the wall. The, the what writings on the wall? The saying, you mean? <laughs> Go on. Where in. it comes from? Tell me. Enlighten us. It comes from a story in the Book of Daniel. What's the Book of Daniel? In the Old Testament. Oh, I don't know. I've never read it. And it's a famous <laughs> lion's den. Lion's den. It's one of the most famous stories in the Old Testament. This is where the writing on the wall comes from, and it is. Why? In Babylon. <laughs> in, in Babylon. I'm going to take you back to Carthage. No, 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 no. Miles before then. Come with me. Miles before. Um, we're talking. I don't know. Five, five, sixty BC. Miles we journey like through time. Geez, long time ago. My head's spinning. Do you remember the rivers of Babylon we talked about? By, By the rivers, rivers of, of Babylon. Babylon. So that was about Nebuchadnezzar. The yeah. Babylonian king sacks Jerusalem, imprisons the Jews, and takes them back to Babylon, Iraq, via the rivers of Babylon, the Euphrates and the Tigris. Okay. That's where, and by the lyrics to By the Rivers of Babylon is from Psalms in the Bible. It was lifted. It's a famous Jewish story from the Bible. Okay. Right. His grandson, I think it is. Nebuchadnezzar. Nabonidus. Nabonidus. The last king of the Babylonian Empire. Hmm. What did he, how did he fuck He was you? an old guy and he used to go out of town. He just wanted to go to an oasis and chill out. He weren't interested in running the state. Oh. So he, he left his son as like a regent okay. to mind the kingdom while he was sunning himself in this oasis, right? So <laughs> this is sort of maybe 10 years after the rivers of Babylon, after the sack of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So this Belshazzar, mm-hmm. this prince regent, is mm-hmm. having a banquet and it's kicking. He's having a and banquet. And he goes, um, tell you what, get us the... Um, the really nice stuff, the really nice plates and cups that we got from Jerusalem years ago. We've never used them. So they bring out all the fancy crockery and shit and silverware from Jerusalem. And at that moment, during the feast, a ghostly hand appears and writes words on the wall in the mm. book of Daniel. Meanie, meanie, tekle, you farsen. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Eeny, meeny, miny, meeny, tekel you farson. And uh, this uh, Belshazzar goes, what the fuck does that say? Don't speak it. Don't know it. So he asks, gets all these soothsayers and shit round, trying to decipher it. No one can figure out what this means. Meeny, meeny, tekel you farson. I like this story. It's okay. a great story. Um, Tune in next week. 
none, none of his normal guys, his normal like inner circle soothsayers can decipher it. And then someone goes, get that guy, Daniel, that Jewish guy who's been here since uh, we sat Jerusalem. He's got a good rep for this kind of shit. Get him in. <laughs> so the prophet Daniel, who writes the book, book of Daniel in the Old Testament, comes in to see Belshazzar. He goes, fucking, I can't tell what it says, mate. I'll give you anything. I'll give you half the kingdom. Just tell me what this fucking writing on the wall says. And uh, Daniel says, keep your stuff. I don't want it. I'll tell you what it says. <laughs> meany, meany, tekel euphorison. Number, number, weight, division. Belshazzar goes, uh, well, what does that mean? Number, number, weight, division. And uh, Daniel says, Your kingdom has been numbered. You've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Your kingdom will be divided by the Medes and given to the Medes and the Persians. Mm. Then, next thing you know, um, Cyrus the Great, head of the Kingdom of Persian Empire, comes in, sacks Belshazzar, Bel and that's the end of the Babylonian Empire. Jeez, those guys were tripping balls at that. <laughs> 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 You feel good to get that story out. Fucking hell. Where did you where did you hear that? Yeah. Will Durant. Our uh, our Oriental heritage. Mm-hmm. So number number weight division. Your kingdom has been numbered. God has numbered your kingdom. You've been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Your days are numbered. Your kingdom will be divided and given to the Medes and Persians. And it came true. And that's where the writing on the wall comes from. Mm. I like that story. From a story that's two and a half thousand years old. It's pretty good. Someone should make a film. Yeah. It's a great story, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. That would be a great film. (laughs) It was, wouldn't it? Mel Gibson. Let's get get on the phone to Mel Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Number, number, weight division. Number, 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 I watched a documentary this morning with Jim Al Khalili. In the mo- the, you watched a documentary the in the morning. What time are you watching a documentary? Sicko. Watch this documentary in the morning. morning. <laughs> Ugh, I feel dirty. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Is this when you were eating, it's drinking probably, black coffee and uh, <laughs> eating apples, eating apples yeah. whilst sleeping on your living room yeah. floor? Between <laughs> eight and half nine. What were you doing? I was watching a documentary. <laughs> On what? What's the subject? Where, where was your child? It was on my telephone. It was... Uh, <laughs> where was your child? Can you believe Tom has a Nokia 3210? An original one? <laughs> no, the new I, one. It cost I, 20 quid. Oh, it's got a snake on it. Cool. Totally believe it. Yeah. It was on the order of... On <laughs> chaos. In the order of chaos and how... And what is it with, on? It was BBC4. I, I found oh. it on a website called IHaveNoTV.com. Don't know what that means? What is the point of the documentary? The chaos thing? So, they were saying, it started off talking about Alan Turing and how he was trying to find uh, mathematical reasoning for things like uh, life and um, morphogenesis. So, he, he, he developed... Is this a, after he did the Enigma stuff? Yeah. Right. What does morphogenesis de- mean? Like, the... It's, I suppose, like... Um, <laughs> he doesn't know! <laughs> it's a Genesis tribute band. <laughs> Morphogenesis. Morphogenesis. It's the Matrix and Genesis. <laughs> Who got red pilled <laughs> by Phil Collins? <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> got red pilled by Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tatum. He got rental by Mick Rutherford. Well, Murphy is a bit Genesis. Mick Rutherford, I should have said that first. <laughs> <laughs> the most obscure one. No one remembers the keyboard player's name. Mick Rutherford? <laughs> no, Mick Rutherford was the guitarist. Mike Rutherford and the Mechanics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Living Years. What always brings a tear to my eye, The Living Years. By Michael the Mechanic. What's that one? Say it loud, uh, say it clear. It's about his dad dying and him not saying the things he wished he'd said. Oh, right. It's a really heart-wrenching song <sighs> when you listen to the lyrics. Well, you've just ruined that song. I thought it was, that was a happy no, song. No, but I'll say it, it brings a tear to me every time. Don't know why. I start singing and then I start to cry. <laughs> <laughs> like I start to well up. I have to yeah. stop singing. <laughs> Stinging it. So, did you not get that? <laughs> you just need to tell your dad that you love him, basically, yeah, and everything will that's be fine. Yeah. Yeah, off your chest. Yeah. Um, so, morphogenesis. Yeah, so it's like um, cell division things and general life going on. They showed some videos of, like, you know, uh, meiosis and cells. He's trying to do the ma- maths for this. Doing the maths for it, came up with an equation to explain. 42. It. And essentially, <laughs> yes. Essentially, he did. And he. Uh, he proved you could sort of start proving that that everything's in a system, all life, everything is in a system. I've seen this where they've detected like a, a code in the background of the universe. Uh, it's not that similar thing, but it's the matrix, isn't it? The no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he um, morphogenesis. He yeah. Anyway, started doing that, and then of course he, he had some bad times, and and. Uh, Who's that? Turing. Alan Turing. Oh, Turing. Oh, yeah. Did he kill himself? Yeah, yeah cyanide, laced apple. In, got put into prison, didn't apple. he? No. He put it in an he, apple? He did. Did he, he get sent to prison No, he it? got given the option of Oh, that was having, a chemical castration, well, wasn't it? female hormones, and mm. he made him more depressed, and, and he well, killed not himself. not male hormones? Because he was... Shaggy men. Yeah. This was like... Oh, right. This was like... 40 years ago or something. Not long. 57 or something. Not long. Not, not definitely long. not long ago, but people didn't have a clue about shit back then. So. <laughs> so anyway, he started doing that and then he went on to some of the guys, some German guy who was doing some some stuff as well and and it led on to the, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, the butterfly effect. So he found out that if you, if you introduce a change into this system, an unexpected change, it can have massive, because it, it, it keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. This this equation keeps repeating, and that's what causes all this. You know, trees branching into two, branching into four, branching into eight, and it's the same cells divide, 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 mm. divide. Mm. And every that's in every in every aspect of life. So he found out that if you introduce a change, a small change, um, it can have massive consequences, millions of cycles down the down the line. So a butterfly mm. flapping its wings in mm-hmm. wherever uh, creates. Tornadoes in Texas yeah. and all yeah. that sort of jazz, which is pretty cool. Um, and then it went on to talk about Mandelbrot fractals. Do you know the Mandelbrot set? That's pretty mad. It's like an infinite. It's an image, but it's it, the more you zoom in, it's it's infinite repeating loops of the same. All oh, right, some TV programs, sort of thing. things are like that, where things move into. Well, the weird, existence. the most, the most interesting thing, like the PlayStation One uh, screensaver. <laughs> yes, like a the DMT dolphins. trip. Jim Al-Khalili created a feedback loop between a video that he was playing on a screen mm. and he was stood in front of it. And so it's it videoing him. And it, yeah, it was like when you have two mirrors, yeah. which is fine. And he did that and that was predictable. He turned his head and then each each one of his heads moved yeah. down down the line. But he then lit a match 
and moved it around. And because of the random random fluctuations of the flame in the match, it created all these mad, <laughs> mad fractal patterns on the on the and feedback the loop. Image. Yeah, that were completely completely unpredictable. Which goes <laughs> against everything that that Turing Chir- uh, was saying about the predictability that of the there system. There is randomness. There is so novelty. So he was trying to prove predictability. Got to the stage where he was pretty happy and said, "Well, there is no, there's no such thing as unpredictability." And that's yeah. where science died, kind of saying, "Well, this is the answer to religion, really. Mm. This is this is mm. how life works. Yep. It's not some grand creator." Anyway, they started. It, so they went through the program and introduced all these guys, and he said that actually you can you can introduce chaos into the system and unpredictability is just as likely as to to occur as anything predictable and you can't it impacts on the people like sam harris <coughs> who suggests that there is no such thing as free will well exactly yeah so there's the that everything is so based on your genetics and environment that you've, you there's no such concept the concept of free will can't exist well it's biology maths and physics all have the system the unpredictability, the chaos, why not? You know, whatever consciousness is as well must have the same sort of chaos set up. But the, at the end, he said something really interesting about the, the most likely um, situation is that not that there's a grand creator who's omnipotent and looking over everything we do, but rather there's a grand designer who set off a an experiment or a system just once, and it might just be doing one action and it's just let it run and it's <laughs> it's been running for because time's infinite mm-hmm. yeah in in Fucking a in hell. a billion different universes and a billion different scenarios I, I worry about anyone who says anything with certainty mm-hmm. well he wasn't that's sure about that thing, that's for sure <laughs> you know there's certain that mm-hmm. god doesn't exist and i'm not open to that i'm open to put more possibilities he said the only thing that he's certain about of the future is that he can't predict what the future is going to be, right. which kind of was the antithesis of what the what the program started with enough, out with enough computing to power. You it will be able to, to computers. predict. So, on, uh, as part of this, they talked about computers as well, and they've been they've been trying to create these brains that, in the computers where they're generating a little sprite to try and get it to walk. Sprite. You know, like a character Elf. on a computer. That's what they're called. Computer oh, I've generated seen this. Character. It's like a, is that <gasps> not trying like, to walk, and then one falls over. Is that not over. like a con? Is that not something to do with AI? That kind of yeah, but it but it it yeah, machine learning. Yeah. So generation one, it hardly moves. Generation twenty, they're like walking along, and he could he got this thing walking, but then but it teaches itself. It evolves, it, the yeah. And now they've got like um, really really advanced. Um, models of what how humans operate, and that's how you get your you know your video game shit and stuff. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's predictability of you know a bullet going through your shoulder or mm. you know a, a fight or whatever. And they can they can predict it with with massive accuracy. How long does that simulation have to run to overtake our really slow evolution evolutionary pace and predict what? Our future yeah, yeah. evolution is going to be because it'll be, you know, years rather than than. This is the worry that millennia. they have about AI, about it, the exponential growth, isn't it? That we will completely lose control of as soon as it happens. That's yeah. why they call it the singularity. Is that moment mm. when it happens? Well, if a grand designer, <laughs> if a hundred times smarter than us a grand architect, has set off a 
an experiment and that is what this life is and it's funny you mentioned 42 because that's touched upon in hitchhikers yeah that's why i said it yeah so the um we've done that on a computer now and that's kind of doing the same thing done what so on a computer? created this experiment that's right. just evolving and evolving and evolving mm. how can we stop it we could yeah i don't know Anyway, that was between eight and half nine this morning. <laughs> That's a bit heavy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. For first thing in the morning. How did you manage to watch it for an for hour and a half? With like, with like a small child. She was doing practicing writing and stuff. Oh, God, you have to do Home learning. You tie your hand she behind her back, it. trying to get it to be right handed. Flicker. Flicker left <laughs> yeah. hand. Guess <laughs> <laughs> a boot you're playing. Yeah, I've heard that that's a, a good way to control your children. Good news on the motor in front this week. What's that? Van insurance. Has it reduced? Came through. Uh, I think it was £230. <laughs> so I would like to take this opportunity to thank all the feminists for campaigning to equalise motor insurance premiums <laughs> and bringing my insurance down so low. So what's happened? Yeah. I would have thought they'd just put... There was an EU thing, weren't there, I a couple of years ago? they put everybody's went up. Or the women's went up, basically. The women's went up. Mine's gone down. Well, yours will go, go down. Like, yeah. But women's has got more expensive in What general. if you yes. identify as a woman at the time you <laughs> enter your uh, insurance? It will cost you miles. It will. It will cost you miles more. No, it costs you the same now. Yeah. No, forget about it. It's just stupid, stupid <coughs> idea. <laughs> stupid money. Okay, it's already scheme. free. Forgotten. <laughs> Sorry. Is that it? I watched a film. Oh um, fuck! Sorry. I did as well. Uh, <coughs> Man on the Moon, that Andy Kaufman thing. Oh, what did Jim you Kay. think of it? I thought it was very good. And then I watched the Great Beyond documentary. About I try. It. I've tried watching that, but it's a bit. I think I've watched it actually all the way through. I thought it, it was good. It's quite bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, strange. Yeah. I didn't realize he did that to get. He like he went full into character and never left it. It was Andy Kaufman yeah. basically, and left it. Uh, well, not left it. Never left his character. Sorry. Mm. And like, Interesting. Yeah, it was. Really was it worth watching? Yes. Mm. The documentary was good. I seem to remember being good. Yeah, I thought Quite the film interesting. Was good as well. I watched the film, but I think you mentioned you might have already talked about it what with it? Jason Bateman called Games Night or Game Night. <sighs> Game Night. Oh, maybe you haven't talked about it. I've I've seen a trailer for it. It was good. Was it? Yeah, it was good. What was it about again? Um, a couple, hyper-competitive couple, and they have a game night every week with their mates. Wednesday night's game night. Oh, right. so that's the premise of the story. It's like, it's like going to be our PlayStation night. Things turn oh, yeah, so it Can turn that be Wednesday, by the way? Yeah, that's fine. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Why? Is that because when, that's when your wife's away, isn't it? <laughs> She's at uni, yeah. isn't she? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cook. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. It's fine by me. Maybe. What are we gonna play anyway? What were you saying? What are we gonna play? Yeah, what are we gonna play? There's Destiny a new Two's cheap. Mega Drive know. Classics uh, selection coming out soon. Yeah, but can you play it online as a I team? Don't, but I don't care. <laughs> can we say if we just play it got or Call of Duty? Can we all be on the same team or something? Yeah. Can you say it up like that? Yeah, you, you have a flag. Uh, you have a, like a a team name, a tag. How right. about the Amish Inquisition? Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to join for this game? Well, there'll be us three and that'll be it. Yeah. Right? No, you'll get others. You'll get outsiders. No, I'll outsiders. Get, I'll get on the uh, headset to him and so tell them to listen. Tell them to go, yeah. to, uh, yeah. go to Spotify and search for the yeah. Amish Inquisition. Yeah. But not yeah. iTunes. 
not the single biggest podcast platform in the world it's on everything else though we'll get there yeah yeah Ben we'll get there won't we small fry stuff Spotify's pretty big yeah but no one listens to podcasts there because well yeah they do they do yeah we've had listeners from different places in the world sorry with, uh, some new geographical location listeners. Sierra Leone. Vanatu. Sweden. 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 Um, I bet there's some some people have been sent there. It's likely. Business. Uh, yeah. There aren't many countries in Europe that we don't have listeners now. Spare we got any in Spain? Uh, Netherlands we got, I think, recently. Netherlands. Spain we've had. I think um, I'm going to Spain later in the month. America. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to Barcelona for oh, yeah. five days in, the, in a few weeks. It's such a oh, yeah. beautiful For horizon. work. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking work. <laughs> well, I'm going to Barcelona yeah. for work. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. Right. I'm going. I'm going for a holiday. Mm. Well, I don't think it will be much of a holiday with a two-year-old. But there you go. It's one of them places. It's probably to... maybe fifth on my list at the moment of places I'd like to go to. Fifth? What's first? Rome. Moon. <laughs> Rome. I want to go to Rome, but I wouldn't go in the summer. No. It's too fucking hot. I'll go in like February. Yeah. That's good. That's good. We're glad we thrashed that out. Um, mm. I'd like to go to Florence. Yeah. I've been to Florence. It's nice. And Venice, maybe. Um, and Rome. Also, I think I want to go to Porto. Because um, I like port. And. Oh, yeah. Hareth, then. Oh, Sherry. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> I want to go to New York. I just York, want to see it? all the historical shit. Yes, all right. I, I want to go and see the path. Tunis. Is it the, not the path. Go to the, the fucking, the Rubicon. What's the Rubicon? Alia Iacta Est. <laughs> I can't speak Latin, so. Um, the die is cast. That's right. Latin for the die is cast. That's what Julius Caesar said as he cro- crossed the Rubicon at the head of an army. Allegedly. Is, it, is, it a, is that a river? It's a border into oh. northern Italy. Right. And the rules were that if you were a, a consul, you couldn't enter Rome with a standing army. You had to defrob, defrob, demock, defrob. <laughs> to make, make them all sit down. And then go in of your own accord. But he was wanted. Mm-hmm. So he came in at the head of the army, crossed the Rubicon, and apparently said, Alia Iacta Est, the die is cast, the dice is rolled. Because he was the first guy who'd done it. And he ended up being dictator. He did, didn't he? Yeah. And then stabbed in the back. Sulla was dictator and dictator for life and he gave it up. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure though, isn't it? The the <laughs> point I'm getting at is that the old the old trope is that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Um but Sulla had everything. He was in complete power and he got his reforms through, his political reforms, took a few years, and then he basically went into the forum and said, Right, I'm done hung up his thing and walked into the crowd into the people and just what's retired to, to the countryside he wasn't corrupted what's to say he wasn't corrupted yeah, he might have just been quietly that he gave corrupted. it up he handed it over it means he he got more, he's, he's, he's just talking about holding on to power isn't he I think like you know like Mugabe or whatever game Caesar. Rings. Caesar. Uh, anyone yeah well the majority of people yes would be corrupted by I'm saying that too, I'm yeah. just trying to explain it to Ben in the same way that he tried to but he was the most powerful genius. man at the, he was the most powerful man in the world at the time and he gave it up I mean what's that say about his character could he, I, com- could yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> he accomplished what he wanted he'd done his job and he gave it up and 
died of uh, liver disease shortly after. <laughs> I think he had something like 18 months in retirement and then uh-huh. liver disease. It just gets smashed in countryside. Well, that's because he probably they drank Sorry, wine all the time because water would have been filthy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Italy. Wine. Wine, olive oil. He drank olive oil? <laughs> yeah, every day. Gross. I did it. I what? did it for a bit. Olive oil. Drank it? Yeah. How much? Like, like a, how much? Yeah, a bottle? No, a t- <laughs> teaspoon. That's oh, fine. That's fine. You put a teaspoon in your ear. They used to bathe in it. Yeah. And drink it on it. And eat it you on how dangerous it'd be to get out of the bath. God. <laughs> <laughs> Teflon, man. Be quite yeah. sexy, though, wouldn't it? Maybe not for me with a hairy back. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Like a, like a burst crawling through a pile of jam. <laughs> sticky monster. Sexy bear. Hairy, <laughs> sticky monster. I'd call you Matt. Hairy sticky monster, that's yeah. what my wife calls me. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, I know what it is. It's a uh, fuzzy bear. <laughs> she shouldn't call me that anymore. Oh, that's marriage for you. Waka Sorry. Waka. Yeah. All, the all, those little, all those little shits, uh, shitty things drift off and don't get, you know, die off. Yeah. And then your relationship collapses. <laughs> and you die. And you die. <laughs> Have you noticed a change in your relationship since marriage? <clears throat> No. Did anything change after you got married? Not, not that I can remember. Nothing's really changed for me. Except we had a child. Had a son, so yeah. <laughs> we had a son. Yeah, but the, you don't have to get married to have a child. You do. No, but that did change. You do if you have any respect. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> respect for who? Yourself. Oh, sorry, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan well, yeah. B. Peterson, B. Child B. Peterson would. <laughs> yeah. Would probably want you to be married. He'd now, be imagine. rolling in his grave if he was. Dead. Um, no, I don't think it stipulates marriage, just two parents. Yeah. But married if better, is better. The Michael B. Jordan B. Peterson. I don't know. You see, the marriage thing all comes from property. All, all, the marriage, the Institute of Marriage originates from, from property. So you know, the to... what's the thing in the Ten Commandments? Thou shall not cover thy neighbour's... Wife. Wife. Possessions. Ox. House. It doesn't stop at wife. It goes on. Uh, so the wife is classed and goat with is the fine. ox and the whatever. He's owned. It's a property. Mm. That was the good old days, wasn't it? Yeah. So marriage, I don't. I think is 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 used its usefulness up societally for us. I don't think we need that anymore. Oh, are you done, Ben? No, stretching my elbow. Um, and then <laughs> what was? I was going to say when you were talking. Your elbow's not supposed to stretch. It's <laughs> called hyperextension. When I was talking about the. Uh, <laughs> when you were talking about the, like, the theory of everything or whatever, not the film, but Alan Turing. Mm. Chaos. It, yeah. It's, and like he was kind of saying that there was like there was some sort of unifying order to it or whatever. Yeah. Isn't there like some certain shapes and things that always seem to appear in the Circles. universe? Circles or hexagons or... Uh, this is... You're talking about sacred geometry now. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's that. You are. Circles. Uh, Fibonacci sequences. The golden the ratio. The certain things... Golden ratio. Are, uh, sort of always appear. And, you know... There's, there's oh, some Man- Mandelbrot says kind of similar to that. Because I was watching something about, like, uh, alien, like if it was extraterrestrials or whatever, obviously. Um, uh, well, yeah, go on. And uh, they were talking about like what they would look like basically and there's actually people that research this it depends where they're from right yeah Yeah. obviously but they said that most life on earth 
as humans evolved from one thing, hasn't it, or whatever, um, initially. But they all have some form of eye or apparatus for sensing. Perception. S- yeah, basically. But why vision rather than hearing or. I don't know, but they all have some sort of eye. eye. Well, this no, is where we talk no, about that's the. That's true. I think there are some fish without eyes. I felt like a starfish. But do they have or something worm. deep in their Yeah, in their well, they, they sense differently, yeah. Eyes can evolve. Like we have. This is like the third eye, isn't it? What, your japs? <laughs> no, <laughs> the, the uh, pineal gland. What's that? The pineal gland in your brain. And it's mm. called the third eye mm-hmm. because it's seen as an evolutionary. We've used it. It's turned into. Uh, it used to be an eyeball, oh. third eye, and it's changed into this thing called the um, pineal gland. And loads of ancient symbology. Look at hieroglyphs and fucking incas, whatever. You <laughs> see about this third eye. You yeah. got it on the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Third eye, Egypt, all the rest of it. And then it's that. And it's that. Mm-hmm. It's this pineal gland which is in the center of your head. And what's interesting about the pineal gland is that it's full of DMT. And if... The, the pack, <laughs> Mine's full of TNT. It's just the, the pineal gland uh, creates DMT. What's DMT? Dimethyltryptamine. That's oh, the most powerful, I was going to say that. Most powerful psychedelic known to man. Right, okay. And I think this could be correlated He's been to near-death... to Rogan again, Near-death experiences. Right. So you have a near-death experience, your brain gets flooded with DMT by this uh, pineal gland and that's what a near death experience is the hallucination but you get com- you get brought back mm. so if our third eyeball can see things that aren't there through this use of DMT is there anything that perhaps our current eyeballs are seeing that isn't actually there tons we our perception yeah. perception we, we narrow it down to like 5 10 Fifteen percent. Exactly. Everything else is going on, and our brain does sorts that chaff That's out. That's ace. What? What? I want to see that chaff. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what's going on. Do you know the thing? The thing that I always like different senses that yeah. we don't even know exist. Yeah, yeah. Or there's, there's more that obviously famously more than six. There's but loads of senses, like knowing where your arm is when you're not looking at it. That's the sense. There's all sorts of weird senses. It was on QI. And there could be many more that we've no idea about. I can't have. sense him. But th- that was the thing. I, well, I don't know what I was going to say now. You've ruined it. Oh. I don't know what it is. What were you talking about? Shapes. You're talking about shapes repeating shapes in, the in the universe. universe. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll finish with that. There was is that because there's, uh, there's only so many shapes? There isn't. But no, there so isn't. There's only so many shapes and we just There's we only just so many see. shapes that get give to a structure. Circle. Then you get to a circle. There's just not enough new shapes. <laughs> Did you get to a circle? <laughs> The circle of life. And then you get to Elton John. That's chaos theory for you. So things the like... Wheel of fucking Ian Malcolm <laughs> why, are all the, uh, why are all the planets round? Yeah, I don't know. Because they've just been battered, haven't they? That's great. It's just gravity. It's the it? most simple circle, isn't gravity it? Gravity around a central Oh, right. Gravity point, pull shit. If it exists. But I think the, the other thing about the fact... <laughs> well, I, can't, I can't see it! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, it almost came back to me then, what I was going to say. Flat Earth? No. no. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That's why this maybe might be certain shapes, like hexagons or things like that, because they give structure, they have, they'll survive. Does it have to be three-dimensional? I don't know. They're called the, pl- the platonic shapes, aren't they? From after Plato. I don't know. The, the five, I think there's five platonic shapes. What are they? Like cube... Circle. Oh, the three-dimensional ones. Mm. Trapezoid. 
whatever rectangle pentazoid. 12 tizoid <laughs> no. there's, there's five famous platonic sh- I think there's five or ten I can't remember famous platonic shapes that he sort of discovered did they just not have relationships with each other yeah sure. lots of interesting ones yeah because it's platonic oh yes yeah no touchy yeah non-sexual that was the I can't remember now what the origination of the platonic platonic relationship platonic. was but, but that was he not was platonic he, was he not? Is it not something to do it with? Comes from Plato. Plato, again. yeah. Is yeah. it not something? Because it was like a, asexual though. or something. No, I can't remember. It was more sophisticated than that. It wasn't it was just more a sophisticated than an asexual. He, no, it wasn't just been, a biological reason. There was a. Could he have been autistic and not very communicative with with other people? Could have been. Who knows? And he was a genius. He could have been a high no. functioning. No, he was a hip guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hip autistic. He was hip. It's like. Um, <laughs> Most of the stuff they did was what we're doing now. It's called the podcast. Di- it's called the dialogues between three of them. Plato, oh, fucking not gonna remember him now. Plato and the other two guys. <laughs> they talk always the same. They talked about and the other two. Yeah, they talked about life and like as we're recording this, they wrote it down and it's called the dialogues. Right, and they made millions, right? Yeah. yeah, you can get them free now. Anyone ah, can, so can get them on Podbean. You can get the audio version on yeah. Podbean. Listen to them. Yeah, like it's, they've got like the best of Plato on Podbean. <laughs> What's the audio quality like? It must be shit. <laughs> yeah, wax cylinder. <laughs> nah, no, they, have, they have fucking probably have better audio devices than us. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, not them. No, the Atlanteans. <laughs> Before the uh, Ice Age. So they definitely had. Uh, Better than banging Olufsen. I'd like to explore this um, perception thing a bit more, so I'm going to look into that this week. What's that? This thing where you can you only perceive oh, right. a certain percentage of what what Brain exists. Well, there's ignored. loads of stuff, isn't there? Like sharks. Oh, is that the short circuit with um, autistic kids? What? <laughs> the short circuit. That that thing is short circuited. You can take there's this Johnny gap. Five. No, there's this this. Um, <laughs> Autistic lad, you can take him up in a helicopter above London mm, oh, for yeah. half an hour, and he, take and him down, and he'll it. draw it, and uh, fucking yes, it'll have yeah. the same number of windows in the House yeah, of Parliament, all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that that his brain has been short circuited in that he gets all this perception, his brain doesn't filter it. And then yeah. when he's asked to reproduce it, he reproduces it in full. Yeah, and it's at the consequence of other things, isn't it, basically? Yeah, yeah socially, social things. Maybe, yeah, I can't remember what. So maybe you can only have. Certain amount of your brain functioning and at still, rem- time. Yeah. And still rem- remain mm. a functioning member of a social species. Mm-hmm. You need to sacrifice some of your brain's processing power to deal with social re- social stuff. Yeah, but if you got if you got that magical mix right and you managed to switch on everything, and you we were... have got it right though. Through well, we have theory, three. haven't we? <laughs> We've obviously got the balance right. Well, yeah. otherwise the other apes with more perception would have succeeded and we'd have failed yeah, we're only part way through the simulation we're still like yeah. two box legs falling over each other <laughs> yeah so oh, eventually shit. we'll falter nuclear war and then mm. they'll get start again what was the on off thing you were talking about perception seeing you, how you can only see um oh no i was saying you were saying about this autistic chap who can draw stuff it gets switched on and i was saying maybe you can only use part we've got the parts of the brain that will allow us to do that but they're being blocked by uh, you know, imagine if you could charm take a and pill, charisma. You could take a pill that would temporarily block that thing. So, for example, you could take Excuse a pill me. 
go into a helicopter and do that thing that that autistic well, guy can do. Well, if it's all chemical and it's a system, then technically you, you should can. be able to introduce it might not change. Be, it might not it. be chemical though. It might be the way it's wired or something. I don't know. It's not actually wired. Yeah, it is. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> theory I heard about the brain once was that talking about the con- brain and consciousness, and it was that most of you. Um, Richard Dawkins type fellas will tell you that consciousness is a um, a byproduct no a byproduct of brain activity right consciousness is just a byproduct it just just happens because of the activity in the brain an inconvenience so so consciousness is is um, in the brain right and I heard a theory once that what if the brain rather than housing the consciousness is actually a receiver Oh, for, for like essential consciousness yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just oh, like receiving a signal. Just because you bought a toy board cube, Kim Lakitas. Resistance is futile. Irish Lakitas. T. Earl Grey, hot. That weren't bad, actually. That's right. T. Earl Grey, hot. That's actually quite good. It's getting worse. Do so you think that it's a hive mind then? Right, it's just a possibility that rather than consciousness, what being, are the answers? <laughs> rather than constant conscious, uh, rather than the brain generating consciousness as a byproduct, that the brain is merely a receiver and the signal of consciousness is coming from somewhere else in the universe. Fuck. We're fucked it if that's happening, aren't we? No, it's uh, that would be good because it would mean that there would be life after death it'd be good because yes. it, there's no the consequences though we, we'd be fucked because you could just say oh, it's not me Gov it's the hive mind made me do it no 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 it's not that it's a hive mind it's that all, the consciousness the is based consciousness somewhere else it's not a central consciousness it doesn't have to albums. be a central consciousness that an individual your consciousness has just been beamed into this body it's actually sourced somewhere else not in your brain and I, then so uh, when you die well you go back to wherever the consciousness came is being emanated from Quite a nice, hopeful story. It's all right. It's that's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. You could work that into a religion. Yeah. Philism. The Sam Harrises will say that's complete bullshit. Of course they will. Consciousness is just a byproduct of brain activity, and we're nothing more special. What than other that. byproducts are there of brain activity? Flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Around about sort of. Don't know about brain science. There must be I quite like. Do you listen to Sam Harris at all? No. He's, I quite like him in a lot of ways and what he says. But there are other things where he comes across as a bit of a fundamentalist. Does he? A bit. Right. Uh, not a bit of emphasis the on the an mentalist. Ide- <laughs> an ideologue. Um, you have to have humility with when it comes to your own views and be um, ready to change them if the evidence changes. Open to challenge. Not open. Open to challenge and open to persuasion. Well, if you're if you're and so changing so, your mind. Uh, confident of your views, you should be able to defend them and be ready to defend them. But more than that, you shouldn't just be defending. You should be listening to the other point. Well, exactly. Which is why I don't think I have any views that At I all. feel strong enough about to to be able to defend them. You can have strong views and still be open to the possibility of change. Yeah. Like smacking. <laughs> well, yeah. I would. I wasn't probably what you would class like an ultra lefty about smacking. 
about you know if you smack your child you're sort of failed as a parent <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've resorted to physical action mm. when you should have the ability to use to verbal repetition. action Verbal action and persuasion and negotiation. But Jordan Peterson changed my mind. And that there will be times when smacking is appropriate. Verbal persuasion and bargaining is rubbish as well, though. The amount of times mm. we say, oh, if you do that again, you're mm. not going to such a thing. And then straight away we're going yeah, to such a thing. you just want to get rid of them, don't you? For a well, bit. exactly. But that, they're going to learn that. And it's just Drop them off no at effect. Ikea for two hours. Got rid of that. That's probably mm. worse for them than a flick on the on the wrist or whatever. Psychologically, yeah. you get you get over the pain in seconds, don't you? Yeah. But about the mental pain, yeah, that's what I mean. It takes longer. That's worse in some ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe a short, sharp flick on the wrist wrist is the right thing to do mm-hmm. in certain circumstances. So it definitely changed my mind. Yeah. On a pretty fundamental view, I had. You're a, you're a fundamentalist. Then. I'm a fundamentalist in a lot of ways. Probably, I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> It's a strong view. Uh, abortion. The um, mm. thing is, the definition of a fundamentalist changes with the political wind. I don't think you're a fundamentalist in any way whatsoever. No, any of us are. No. no. It's probably good. Yeah. I'd probably be classed as Islamophobic. D- uh, on whose range? It depends who you talk to. Who's who's classing well, you as Islamophobic? Well, that comes from the social cues, doesn't it, and the and the political landscape. Well, if, there's, and all if sorts. there's a list of rules mm. that say if you do any of these, you are Islamic. Well, I mean, what the, the word actually means? Phobia is f- fear of, isn't it? And Islam is an ideology. So you're saying Islamophobic means you're afraid of the ideology. Mm. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't think that'd be unreasonable to call me. I think I probably am afraid. I'm afraid of all ideologies. I think mm. you're afraid of things you don't. Any ideology know we can carry enough to the, about in general. The extreme, like this jihadi shit, <laughs> can't it? Well, look at the fucking Inquisition. Yeah, that's just the Catholic. It's like the Catholic Hand jihad tale. Is that like are they Nobody like Baptists or something? Them. Yeah, they're like some sort of fundamentalist yeah. Christian group, aren't they? Gilead. Yeah, the Gilead. That's but, it. I mean, if I admitted that I was an Islamophobic, I'd be a fucking social pariah in a lot of circles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's an unreasonable position. But where do you stand on homophobia? Um, I'm not homophobic because I don't think any guy's going to be able to bum me. <laughs> <laughs> my my defence game's too strong. I could have predicted that response. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. It's probably because your ass stinks. <laughs> no, what's the reason to be afraid of a gay man? What's, what's the, the only the be, only reason be, to be right. afraid of is that you're going to get bummed. <laughs> and, and I don't think I'm going to get bummed, so I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> so I'm not homophobic. I thought this was a really good podcast. Yeah. To our one, one minute twenty in. I thought, ah, oh, this is quite good. <laughs> I've not said anything outrageous <laughs> there, have I? Just talking about being bummed, that's all. <laughs> no. What, what's the reason for being... Why are people homophobic? Because they don't like it, do they? They don't like it. But yeah. fear, they're not fear... Mean, a phobic means fear, doesn't it? Yeah, you should be afraid a mis- of it. It's a, it's a poor use... A misappropriation. A poor, yeah. Right. Of the poor term. use of language. It's mainly based on religious beliefs. Well, I homophobia. think it's... You're phobic of the culture of... 
gay life. Yeah, you're, you're afraid that you dick might say it's really to, nice. The culture you are, subscribe think, to is is in opposition to yeah. the the homosexual culture. Is the kind of bones of bones of it how that how bumming. that operates? I think <laughs> <laughs> it's bumming. It's it's a culture. Thing. It's it definitely a culture thing because ancient Greece bumming left, right, and centre. Kids as well. Mm. Plato, Socrates, all these fucking heroes we talk about. You know, I, well, uh, intellectual, <laughs> intellect, like intellectual heroes, the father of history. You know, the father of science, Archimedes. You know, the father of whatever Socrates. What would that be? Philosophy. You know, Plato, history. You could argue. Or was Herodotus really? Yeah, history. Herodotus. Come on. Um, they were all into it. All into boys and bumming. Which is completely cultural, isn't it? Mm-hmm. How acceptable homosexuality is. And yeah. Anything, so you you talk about Islamophobia before. Obviously, there's areas of the country and area sorry areas of the world where there is no Islamophobia because that is the prevailing culture. Correct. Yeah. But there may be fear of other religions, Christianity, Mm. uh, in Egypt, for instance, Coptic Christians get a lot of stick. Yeah. The uh, Jews and Iran. Yeah. That's ironic, you know, the situation with Israel and Iran. It's historically it's ironic. It's not ironic. <laughs> it's ironic. <laughs> because, you know, the, the story of Daniel that we talked about, with the writings on the wall. Yeah. Yes. Numbers, numbers... Fuck. <laughs> division. Meeny, meeny, tackle you fasten. Number, number, weight division. Weight division. Yeah. Right? Number, number, weight division. Number, number, weight division. The reason that story is in the Bible, in the prophet of Daniel, is that he's prophesying when he says your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. They're seen as the good guys. They're doing God's will. Because Daniel's prophesied it, the Medes and the Persians are acting on behalf of God. So the Hebrew Bible has the Persians in... The Persians liberate the Jews from Babylon. And Cyrus the Great, the Mm. Achaemenid Persian Empire, when he comes into Babylon, as prophesied by Daniel, sacks uh, Babylon, he gets the Jews and he sends them home, back to Israel. So he's seen almost... Cyrus the Great is almost a messiah figure in the Judaic religion. And he was Persian, Iranian. And now we have this current situation with Iran and, and Israel. I if it think... wasn't for the Iranians, Israel would still be in fucking Babylon. The Jews would all be in Babylon, in Iraq still. They are the, the Iranians, historically. I think it's quite ironic that there's such a bad relationship between them now. Mm. I think all Islamophobia is stirred up, created by the mainstream media. If you look back 20 years... It's a, you'd see you'd read stories in in red tops about gays. Fil- this these filthy gays did something and and <laughs> were arrested. Look at this awfulness, and that stirred up homophobia. Right. And that it, it, it was very homophobic until the law changed, the culture changed. It became more acceptable. I think y- not- the same things happening with Islamophobia. I don't think we would have. You can't draw that analogy. I, I am doing that. No, and the reason is, is that you have to make the distinction between homosexuality, which is an act, and um, a 
you know, if you're gay, you say you were born that way. Um, it's a, like a biological thing. Homosexuality happens in other species. It's not unique to humans. So homosexuality is a biological thing. Islam is an ideology. I think... But the fear of both those things is the same, and it's the same sort of, I, I fear for something bad happening to me personally. That's where it all stems from, and that that is the fear that is we have, we stirred have to, up by the, the media. And it was fear of homosexuals <clears throat> earlier on, now it's fear of, of being blown <clears throat> up by a terrorist. The problem is, is that ideologies are the most dangerous thing to our existence. I totally Every, agree catastrophe of the last century was produced via ideologies whether it was the nazis communists mao stalin it was ideologies that drove their actions mm. ideologies have the power to wipe out our species bummers don't so you you have a fear yes. of ideology so you're not a you're not an islamophobe then you're an idealophobe Maybe. I just coined that. Uh-uh. You're a homophone. <laughs> Capitalism, uh, communism. You know, you can be a fear of communism would fall into that. Well, do you subscribe to any ideology? No, I'm trying to be flexible with everything. Okay, okay. I'll just take it as it comes. I won't say I have any specific ideology that I adhere to. All right, well, you're probably just anti ideology then. Yeah, because of your in-depth knowledge of how if you're, ideology if you're creates asked, destruction. If you're asked specifically about Muslims or Islam, then you would, you know, they use that word to tar you. But I can't argue with it. So they because they, it's an ideology. They could call and you me don't Islamophobic, like and, and they'd be right. I, yeah, because I can't argue against it for it. They could also call you like anti-communist, and they'd be right. Maybe Com- communophobe, <laughs> communophobe. Yeah, fear of communication. <laughs> yeah. Ideologies are very dangerous. So that's fine. So you, you would argue I'm not. I, I, or you could argue I'm not strictly Islamophobic, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, just not bother because you'd say the same thing, aren't you? Well, yeah. As soon as someone calls you Islamophobe, they're not going to hear you say anything <laughs> else, are they? So no. it doesn't matter. Cause you get shouted down. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm really hungry. Oh, I think I, yeah, I think I'm anti-ideology. I told it today. Yeah. I got um, I got some Polish some Polish cured sausages to try. Nice. You gonna have those? Still like hot dogs. I had two last night. You gonna have two tonight? Uh, I've got no. I had two for my dinner. No. I've got some sausage rolls. I've got a big molten mulberry pot pie. Nice. And I've got some pot pies with um, what's that? Sauce they put on top, not like Bramley Bram Bramston pickle. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? Pork pies. Relish. <laughs> oh, fuck. The sandwich. Plowman's. Plowman's. Plowman's chutney on top. Pickle Pork oh. pies with pl- plowman's, plowman's on top. Chutney. 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 Yeah, I need to go to the 24-hour Morrison's and get some munchies, I think. I ate all that cake that I got. I bet you fucking I did, fucking you pig. Lords, yeah. <laughs> you got it for your fucking kids. <laughs> No, I didn't. That was a that was a lie. That was a lie. I was lying to myself. <laughs> That's another rule. One of the twelve rules of life. Did you actually? Twelve rules of life. Did you actually eat the entire cake? Not that night. <laughs> Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Mm. That's like rule six in the twelve rules of life. Uh, so there's an option to just not say anything. Leave the room. The principle is, tell the truth. 
at Isolated least don't lie is a bit of a yeah, qualifier in it. Cop out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the point is not to white lie. Right. Don't be a pussy. Get things off your chest. Yeah. Right. Cool. Right, yeah. right, we're flagging now. Yeah, com at Armishanky Podcast on the Twitter. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on Spotify now. Podbean. Podbean. Okay. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, favourite, comment. Send um, us money. Troll, whatever. S- send us beer, whatever I've been drinking. Like, send uh, us money. Ripsaw. Witchwood Brewery. <laughs> Ripsaw. It's nice. That's a new one. Yeah. Stop the machine. Okay, bye. Then you start.